Welcome back to this week's episode of Toys on Tap. This week we bring on a fantastic artist, TTTT or Tone Tone Twisted Tiger. You will absolutely love him and how he is so nonchalantly good at making toys. If you want to support the show, you can like, follow, rate, review, wherever you get podcasts. You can follow on all socials at Toys on Tap. If you want to jump on and support financially, you can join the Patreon patreon.com slash toys on tap now let's get back to this episode toys on tap what's up (laughs) what's happening man holy moly i love that mask so much oh thanks i i love it too Wait, wait 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 mask what are you talking about you mean my headset <laughs> is that a luchador setup yeah it's actually um tiger mask so okay. he's a yeah he's a he was a uh one of the most popular japanese luchadors or wrestlers but kind of a luchador style yeah dope 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 Dude, I'm stoked to have you on. Um, it's like I, it, you're one of the people that I've seen and I've heard talked about, and it just keeps coming up. And people will, like, even in the Toys Alive chat, people will talk about you and all kinds of stuff. And it's just crazy. So I'm glad that you're on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I um, I don't have a lot of output, you know, kind of a low, low volume of posts, uh, low volume of, of toys that I actually put out. So I was very honored that you even reached out. Before we dive in, before we do all the things that we we do here at Toys on Tap, please introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Yeah, so my name is uh, Tone Tone Twisted Tiger. My real name is actually Tony. Uh, Tone Tone Twisted Tiger is a nickname that I was given by some buddies back in uh, the early 2000s. I was in the Air Force, and uh, we kind of had our our own little group. And uh, Tone Tone Twisted Tiger was just the name that was bestowed upon me, and it's just kind of stuck. Um, I uh, got into toy making. Oh, I started my first toy in, in early 2019, and it was going to be a one and done. You know, I just wanted to make a an action figure, yeah, uh, an, an action fantasy doll, rather, <laughs> of the, uh, the Tone Tone Twisted Tiger character. So... Um, you know, I, I started off there and uh, and then I didn't even get to making the first one before I was like, man, I fucking love this. So uh, let me let me just dive in and, and make some other stuff. So that's kind of how it all started. Like I said, I was just going to do the one. I uh, made a bunch of molds for the first figure. I've only completed two and a half of that first of that first run oh, okay. so of, of the, the Tone Tone Twisted Tiger figure. So I did I did one. Um, and then I got, I've got about, I think I made 10 or 11 total, like fully casted. And then, um, and then I completed, completed one, put it on eBay, um, sold it to a guy. And then, uh, he ended up commissioning me, commissioning me to do five other figures. Um, and then, you know, I kind of just went from there. Um, the second Tone Tone Twisted Tiger figure I did was for uh, B to the J. Yeah, of course it so. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he got 
he got one out of out of the first uh, set of castings, and um, I still have a handful of them. I got one that I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna be working on for Dimension X Toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna take that one and I'm gonna alter it quite a bit to put in a an art show of his next year, and then that'll be it'll end up being his. But uh, but yeah, so holy moly, um, I. Uh, I do it as a hobby, you know, I, I don't, I don't make a lot of toys to, um, to sell. I actually only have a couple customers. I've got only three customers. So the guy that bought my original figure, that's one. And then B to the J was my second customer. He picked up uh, my Apocalyptico two toy. And then uh, Kajiki actually grabbed another of my toys. He, he actually grabbed, I did a guile for uh you'll know these guys toy toy de jour heck yeah they did they did a uh they did a a button mashers toy show last year i was lucky enough to get the invite on that so um that's that's cool i i do like um toy de jour i did see the guile figure incredible work it like thanks man looked like guile and i know that that seems crazy to say out loud like but sometimes toys get made and you're like that's not even what are we doing here but it right. looked like him and it was cool. Cause I remember that game from when I was a kid and uh, it was cool to see. Uh, it seems like I do this thing where I like, I go back through Instagrams and I check up on artists when I am about to interview them. And the thing that seems weird is no practice, no prep. It's like all of a sudden we see figures coming from you. And so it was like, it looks like from an outside perspective, you were making, if I remember correctly, wallets. Yep. And then just like head first right into the toy scene. So tell me about the wallets first. I remember seeing some type of wallet thing and some of the like images that were on them and they were dope. So tell me how you got started in that. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of like crafty by nature. I like to do things with my hands. Um, I I made... I used to make belt buckles too. I haven't done that in a long time, but then I, I got into, uh, I always had just made my own wallet and people kind of liked that. So, um, I made my, I make them out of comics. So I'd take old comics and then I, I just make a wallet out of that. And then, um, people kept telling me, Oh, you should make those. You should make those. So the intent was I was going to start, uh, I, I used to go to a lot of like, uh, craft pop-ups and and indie fleas in in tampa where i'm from and uh i was gonna you know start getting booths at those and selling selling wallets and then um so i started making started making a bunch of them and most most of that was just for friends you know i'd make them for friends and then i I was gonna start stockpiling them and then geez i got a couple into it's like god this this is boring as hell <laughs> it was just it was you know it was like i it was it was just so it, it became monotonous really fast you know there's not a whole lot to it so it's it, it kind of just something that i just didn't continue doing because it i just became so bored of it um it's funny if I showed you my wallet now. It's really all I have is like a rubber band holding all my stuff together. I don't even yeah. carry a, carry a real wallet anymore, but uh, it's it's hard to get back into it. So yeah, I mean comics was uh, was a huge like passion of mine. I I, I don't read comics like I used to, but um, I had you know just a shitload of old old back issues like 
triplicates, quadruplicates yeah. of, of certain titles. And I just, you know, use those pages to, to make my stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I actually jumped on Instagram to kind of see, and you're right. It's just like from, from one thing, boom to, to, uh, action figure, which you is can dope. see, yeah, I got, I got some progress pictures of that first action figure, uh, on here, like some process pictures and stuff like that along the way. And then, um, I'm kind of like, I, I suck at posting and, uh, I just, I just wanted more of a clean look to my page. So mm-hmm. you could see like the last few posts, it's just, you know, like just the, the, the completed figures. And I try to put some process pictures in between, but um you know it is what it is I've, I've actually got a figure for dom de plume that i'm done with oh i think there's a reel of it i need to delete that reel uh and and get the pictures posted but i haven't mailed that off yet i need to get that mailed off but i gotta i gotta do my photo shoot and for some reason the photos are just such a daunting part of the whole process <laughs> <laughs> it really really delays me from getting getting stuff posted when you you talked about like loving comics and and all that stuff um one i do love comics still i don't read them i i need to read more of them um my first my one that i'm reading right now is elephant men it's okay so sick it's by image comics it's like um i don't even know how to describe it's like these it's the most horrific thing that turned into an awesome comic like they mixed human and animal dna and got these humanoid giant animals and they're crazy now they're trying to find real human jobs and it's awesome um but is this something that you like grew up with comics were the thing for you or were toys the thing for you what was that like so uh of course i started off with toys um i started off with toys but it you know i I was i was kind of prepping for some of the questions that you were going to ask me uh and i i started thinking you know what is the first toys that i could remember and um honestly it was the marvel secret wars toys mm, those are good ones so uh i got into comics kind of by way of i i, I was collecting like cards and stuff too back in the back in the 80s so I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s i was born in 82 um but the first memory of toys that i really latched on to was those secret Roy, uh secret wars toys yeah. So I kind of always had a thing for uh, comic characters. I didn't really get into actual comic books until I was probably, you know, like maybe late 80s, early 90s. And honestly, it was around the time of the big boom, you know, yeah. like the comic comic boom that happened. Uh, I've since went back and read a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, stuff from from the 70s and 80s and whatnot. But yeah, no, growing up, I was. Uh, I was I was really into toys, of course, um, and uh, video games was big for me too. Atari, NES, Sega Master System, uh, that stuff was was you know consumed a lot of my time, and then right into comics. And I was I was always like kind of artistic, I guess, or tried to be anyway. So when I would draw, I I tend to you know always draw like comic characters and. And stuff like that so um yeah that's the way to do it i i remember um i i had this weird thing where i had i i only owned like two comic books at one point and they were tattered like 
destroyed completely because I went through them constantly. Um, but there was still something in me that was like, okay, put them on a backer and put them in a bag. Mm-hmm. They were ripped to shreds, and I still was like, let's try to preserve them. No, man, yeah, I, I, I was I was like that, you know, when I was younger. But I've got I just pared down my comic collection. Actually, I had several thousand. And I have one, two, three, I'm counting them. I have five long boxes left. Okay. But I had, I don't know, 10 long boxes or more. Um, and I'm, I've got down, I've, I've got rid of most of them. But I actually, a, none of them are, I have maybe a few in, in bags and boards, but mm-hmm. I, I like to see them show their wear. You know, I like, I like, I like the character of a beat up old comic, you know, um, so I'm not, I, you know, they're, I don't look at them as, um, as I don't look at them for resale value. You know, yeah. I, I look at them for what they are. Their comics are meant to be read, you know, they're meant to be enjoyed. So it, it pains me to see like slabbed comic books, you know, graded and slabbed comic books that no one's ever going to be able to read again. Yeah. The only time that I've been tempted to get the slabbed ones are, uh, from, killer bootlegs because there's so many variant covers of that Mm. first issue of phantom um and so it's like oh i would love to get slabbed ones of just all of them and make like a a wall mount yeah i should i should stop right here and say i don't look down on anyone from for doing that you know i definitely get it i understand uh i understand why people do it and especially if like collecting is your thing and you've got like all these kind of rare variant covers it makes sense you know it's just not um it's not what I'm into, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I like, like my, my, uh, my long boxes are just filled with comics without bags, bags and boards. You know, they're just jammed in a long box and every now and then I'll break them out and flip through them and, you know, back in the closet, they go. Start reading. <laughs> uh, yeah. You made the jump cause you wanted to make a toy. How did that even come about? I, I didn't have the thought of making my own toy right when I first started um what what spurred that on and not only okay. your own toy but like own toy of your name and your stuff right right so um so interestingly enough i you know me and my me and my buddy um bud who goes by uh bear claw dream master we were kind of you know spitting ideas for a comic book back and forth I actually wanted to do a comic book and my daughter she was uh she was always drawing you know pictures of tone tone and and bear claw doing stuff she actually made a video uh of us and so we were we were gonna basically force her into making a comic book (laughs) for us but then you know she's she was a teen and getting into her late teens and and then it I came to the realization that she's not, yeah, she's, she's not going to ever, you know, she doesn't have time for that to make dad a comic book. Right. So, um, so I was going to all these like uh, indie fleas and stuff like I was talking about before. And I saw this artist there, uh, mega Supremo. Mm -hmm. And he had these custom action figures, which I don't have them on my page anymore, but he had these action figures that he made out of old Remco figures. Uh, This is probably 2017 ish. And he just had, you know, a table with some of his art and he had these figures and I lost my mind when I saw them. They were so freaking cool, you know, and I was like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta make a 
tone tone figure, you know, to yeah. go with my comic book. That was the idea. I would have the comic book and I'd have the figure that went along with it. Uh, you know, ideas for the comic kind of just came in and passed. But yeah, so my my first inspiration was Mega Supremo. Um, he, uh, you can find him on Instagram. I, I don't think there's any underscores or anything. I th- just think it's just straight Mega Supremo. But he's like a graphic artist. He doesn't have any. Um, I think it's all like graphic art that he has on in his Instagram. He doesn't have any of his uh, mixed media stuff or action figures on there anymore. But that was what really kind of sparked it for me. And then uh, didn't really get too serious about it. But it was always kind of in the back of my mind. And um, and then uh, I actually moved in with my then girlfriend, now wife. And, um, and I lost my garage. So I had a lot more uh, spare time on my hand. Well, I guess, you know, I, was, I guess I should step back slightly. I used to spend a lot of time out in the garage wrenching on my trucks, you know, doing various uh, various auto work. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have an engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved in DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. And when I lost my garage, I was like, I needed something to busy my hands with. So I went and uh, I was like, well, let me let me jump into trying to make that tone tone figure. So. Uh, I was just going to do, you know, like maybe a one-off, get a figure and do some sculpting on it. Sculpting is not something I had done previously, but uh, I was I was um, motivated enough to give it a try. And then I jumped on YouTube, like most of us do, to try to see, you know, how do, how do I, you know, what's some tips and tricks for, for making my own action figure? And yeah. I came across uh, two guys in the same day. You might have heard of them. Uh, one was Craftsman. Yep. And then the other one was Rainbow Yawn, yeah. so Uncle Maddie. So uh, I saw the Moss Mat video and saw kind of like some some bits and pieces of his process uh, built on that with some rain, uh, with some uh, Craftsman videos with with molding and whatnot. And I was like, man, all this looks incredible. So I'm just gonna just gonna go ahead and just make a run of these damn things. I won't just do a one off. Because Mega Supremos were all one offs, you know. He just he did some uh, super sculpy uh, head molds or head head uh, um, head sculpts, and they were all just hand painted. Um, but for mine, I, I was like, well, let me let me mold and cast this. That way, they could be all kind of the same. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's where that's where I guess started. So big inspiration from Uncle Matty, uh, who who I've since uh, now made figures for, and I'm in the in the middle of an art trade with. And then uh, Craftsman, who I've never actually talked to him, but his his videos early on were a huge inspiration for me. Yeah, I don't know many people that have talked to him because he's always that puppet. So that's <laughs> that's one of the main reasons I haven't reached out to get him on the podcast. Because it's like, I can't, if it's not the puppet, I'm not going to post about it. But also if it is the puppet, what a crazy interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of reading between the lines. He had mentioned like he had some problems with people trying to find him or locate him or 
Okay. Or something like they were, I think he made mention that people were like outside of his uh, post office box or yeah. something waiting to see. I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird story. I forgot where I heard that on one of his shows, I think. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he would come on. And if he did, what would that even look like? Holy moly. Um, so you, you get that going, you make that figure and what's interesting, like you throw it on eBay after you make that and it sells that's like an immediate your first figure that's crazy um and then i saw the lineup of what that guy commissioned yeah it's that rat with four arms like that whole setup right that was the funnest one the rat with four arms is my favorite i still get a lot of comments and inquiries about that one but yeah yeah and so how did he know walk me through that well like you you create the first one and immediately know to put it up and sell it and then he just commissions it and you took it on without fully being invested in toys like how nervous were you just going forward with that no it wasn't nervous it was like uh bliss blissful ignorance Uh, i didn't realize what i was signing up for and it that freaking five figure commission killed me I'm, I will never do that again. It was like pocket five at once. You know, I've just made one figure at this point. I'll just, I'll just do five. Yeah. And I like way undersold it. You know, I think uh, I, I, when I did the math, it was something like I was making either two cents an hour or, um, Holy hell. <laughs> which you can't do, you know, an artist, you can't really do that. But, um, but yeah, I, I might've even ended up, you know, like, paying him to make that after all the materials of time right <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean it it, it was it was fun it, you know i'm glad i did it uh it, i learned a lot doing that because it was his it was his like character design so i kind of had to step outside of the box and uh you know ch- like reimagine what he wanted in my uh you know kind of in my my style i guess um so so yeah, he uh, he he's on Instagram. He goes by Scrooge McPlastic, so you can oh, look him yeah, up. Yeah. He does a lot of reposts, mainly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. He keeps telling me that he's gonna post pictures of of uh, the figures, but he never did. He never reposted them. But anyway, he's he's a cool dude. He's uh, he's really really uh, approachable, I guess. If you want to reach out to him and talk to him, he's 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 a nice guy. But you know that that rat was the funnest one. I think in all of them have some sort of, you know, they're all one off, especially the rat. I didn't make any molds of anything. Uh, I, I cut up some figures and then just uh, epoxy sculpt everything together. And then that, that is, it is what it is. Yeah. And then I saw the, there was the right hand with the hammer. Right hand it, man. Yeah. Which right. Was dope. <laughs> That's actually, so it was, uh, I retained the jitsu it it's the body is jitsu um so it it retains that like oh yeah yeah swinging action so he's the uh the hammer actually swings so and it it was it's pretty heavy it was made after uh, made out of a uh, metal like so that's real metal for the mm-hmm. hammer that's so crazy so you you create that the shocking thing now is that following that you've been in scraps you've been in uh button mashers you were in fs frankenstein and it seems like they were so quick yeah did you were you just in the community immediately like seeking out more and more or did people just start seeing your work and come find you so um 
so it was actually lab monkey nine he and i became friends uh well first uh for a short while uh enemies or he hated me at first (laughs) 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 yeah i made a i made a comment on one of his posts he did a a baltard tard yeah is what he called it and i had made some comment like oh man i'm gonna I want to buy one of those and then bootleg it like in my mind thinking that was like a compliment of some sort. And he yeah. did not, did not like it at all. And then I, uh, you know, to hear him tell the story, I was like one more post like that away from being banned. Uh, but I had also been following uh, totally Baltard. Mm-hmm. And then um, he had, he had some other Baltard posts. And then, so I, I forwarded like lab monkeys posts to totally Baltard, not knowing that they were the same person. And he's like, yeah, it's me, Lab Monkey. I was like, oh, shit. Hey, what's up? And then from there, we just started talking. And then, you know, he kind of let me know the rationale. He's like, hey, man, you know, it's not cool. You shouldn't tell artists you're going to bootleg their work, you know, stuff like that. That's not, you know, it's, some people, you know, really take offense to that or, or you know, and, and I get it. You know, I get it now. But, you know, it's uh, in my mind, I wasn't really thinking thinking that way but anyway so he and i just kind of became friends uh talked a lot um we talk for almost every day probably but uh he invited me to the apocalyptico show and uh that was the first art show i did and then um so i, I guess my break into mm-hmm. the uh into the all the art shows since um was that 2022 i think was the first apocalyptico um yeah 2022 so my first break into it was you know 100% because of him um and then i i i befriend people in the community you yeah. know just because i i appreciate the work i like talking about the work so uh, a lot of what i've done is trades with uh with other artists so um the scrap show i i kind of I uh I hunted down Angry Beast and like forced my way into that one. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want I, the concept of scraps is just so freaking cool. I I love that. I I really wanted to do a figure, and then now I I have it. I have so many scraps because I've messed up so much. Yeah. I almost feel like I almost feel like just doing a run of just scraps. I just can't call it that. I need to come up with some other name. Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube Live, it's Toys Alive! Toys Alive! Toys Alive! There's way cool artist unboxing. No Accounts under 1,000 followers. What? Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Ooh, Current and upcoming shows and drops. Giveaways. Short chats with artists. <laughs> news from the hood. 100% indie all the time. That's Toys Live! Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. I was thinking like maybe leftovers or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, I did Island of Miscast Toys as well with uh, Barrio Boba. Um, and I plan to do that again this year. And that's a real fun show. It's basically in the same vein as scraps. You know, you're just using uh, miscast bits and pieces of work. And it, it's it's like a secret Santa. If you're not familiar with Island of Miscast Toys, it's like a secret Santa thing with he pairs you you get paired up with an artist it's like a kind of a blind website generated thing and you make a figure for them uh lab monkey actually pulled me this year or last year and then so um i got a bunch of his his miscasts which was cool 
and then mine ended up going to slime city toys which is another uh mm. another artist that i talk to uh frequently yeah both canadian artists right like yeah just hanging up yeah. there it, it, it's funny because like when you go into i, I have a, a professional account on instagram and when i look at like the demographics where where all my followers are most people like the the city that's number one is toronto yeah it's just interestingly enough yeah that's a um it's high on the podcast listen as well um you see you create these things you get invited to all these shows and then which as a secondary thing you have a couple baltard figures yeah so that is a crazy figure to settle on like such a (laughs) goofy looking face and i love that you settled on it i i love baltard and again i I think like my love for baltard is what got me and uh lab monkey talking you know what i mean it's 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 what kind of drew us together so um i don't think there's enough love out there for baltard everyone who's listening to your podcast needs to go follow totally baltard and and consume all of that great uh uh, delicious um knockoff awesomeness yeah um i actually i feel like i'm doing too much baltard at this point i just have I, I have so many molds and i've got you know heads that grow and and shrink like baltard so i've got i've got probably four or five different sizes of his heads and variations of his heads it's like, like there's so much that i want to do with it and then and at the same time i'm like i probably need to probably need to give it a break for a little while and do something else. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made the, the, there was the red one that I made with the, uh, the backpack, like the dragon dragon blaster backpack. And, um, that one was for, uh, gorilla ghost. So he's in Spain, another awesome artist. And, um, and I made that one for him. I, I do, I do trades with artists. I like to get their rendition of tone, tone, twisted tiger. Uh, so, uh, Gorilla Ghost made me a Tone Tone Twisted Tiger. I have two from Dom De Plume. Uh, let's see. I've got, of course, Kajiki made me a really awesome one. Um, I've got one from, um, uh, Cave Dweller Toys. So Bootleg Awesome made me one. I got a handful of, uh, Tone Tone Twisted Tiger figures. I've, I've got another, another, uh, page too, that I was going to start posting all these in, but I just haven't gotten around to posting them. Yeah, that's uh, a crazy cool way to do your figure. Like, I, I like the idea that people are making it in their own renditions. I'm doing that right now with um, art, like uh, prints and stuff. I'm, ha- I'm sending out my character and having people um, redraw it. And it's like the most fun to see their version of it and to see like, what gets birthed out of their brain. So it's dope that you did that and like a crazy good idea. Yeah. My, my daughter got me for, for my birthday this year, she got a book made. So she, there's some, some app that you could get artists to like commission or I don't know if it's a commission basis or I forgot what it's called. Anyway, she, she put the character design out there and then all these artists came and did their rendition of it. And she actually put that in a book Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I'm going to end up putting on that uh, Twisted Tiger Brigade um, page that I have eventually when I get off my ass and start posting like I should to promote my <laughs> to promote my brand, which I'm really bad at. Yeah. What is next for like how you scale? Are you going to stay in the one off 
um, for the custom style? Or are you going to go and do runs? Where are you headed for um, Tone Tone? So, so runs kind of bores me. Yeah. Um, I I learned that when on my first figure when I tried to do a run and really you know only finished two within two or three years. Um, so I've got like this whole bag of tone tone figures that need to be completed. So I, I'm probably I'm gonna probably stay the course on trying to uh, you know work my way into shows. Um, I I love the five point five scale. I, yeah. I want to kind of stay there. I, I don't see myself if I do any other scale, it will be that um, that Secret Wars scale. It's kind of like I don't know, maybe four inch Secret Wars scale. I, I really love like that design. Um, but the five point five, you know, He Man, He Man knockoffs. I gravitate more towards the knockoffs, um, and I'd like to I'd like to just keep doing that. But I do mold a lot of my stuff. So you'll see bits and pieces that are kind of reused in other figures that I, that I do. Um, and I don't have any, any plans to adjust that strategy. Uh, but you know, for now, keep conning artists into making their versions of tone tone <laughs> for me. I've got, yeah. I've got a list of artists that I'm, I'm kind of like got in the backlog of trades that I need to, I need to get working on. Uh, and then, you know, I, I guess, Eventually, I should probably get a uh, some sort of, I don't know, Etsy or uh, big cartel site, and then just make stuff and and throw it up there. I I have a couple figures that didn't sell. Actually, just one that didn't sell because uh, my scraps piece didn't sell. But I ended up uh, talking with Slime City, and we're actually going to do a trade for that. So I do have a trade in the works with her for uh, for my last scraps piece. But um, I've got my F is for Frankenstein piece that didn't sell from last year. And I'm, I'm not too heartbroken over it because it'd be nice to get, I don't know, 20 figures or so together and then get a booth at like assembly required. Yeah. Uh, I, I asked them, you know, I inquired about a booth this year. They said, you know, I'm, I'm welcome to come, but I don't think I have enough time to put stuff together. So maybe um, when I say this year, I mean 2024. So maybe 2025, I'll be able to put together enough figures to to have a booth. But it'd be cool to have a booth sometime at one of these shows. Assembly required, probably. Uh, I, I don't think I'd I'd ever make it out to Decon just just because it's so far away. Yeah, assembly required is you know when little shows. I say little. It's a it's a dope show. It's bigger than little show doesn't encompass what I'm actually thinking about it. Um, but shows like that and um, designer con and uh, uh, any of the other ones that come on. Um, the question I always think is like how, cause you're not the first artist that has said this. Like I need to figure out how many, I need more figures. Mm-hmm. And the question I always think about is like how many figures are like necessary to go. Because I right. know that um, a lot of artists have gone and and done well and sold it, and so much goes into uh, maybe the community aspect. Like a lot of people go out there because they just want to hang out and and right. be with everyone. But to make it worth it, how many figures do you think you'd need? That's the question I always come back to in my own head. Yeah, I don't know. In in my mind, I was like fifteen to twenty. Okay. 
that's not bad. That's, a, that's in my mind. That's if I could put 15 to 20 together, you know, you see my pace, like I'm lucky if I get one a month done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Just, I don't know. One a month seems quick. You, you had one that took a couple of years. So that, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. I, I, I tend to have many going on at the same time. Like I've got one, like, uh, my, my, my latest Dom, Dom de plume piece, I, I was working on that in tandem with working on Uncle Maddie's pieces. And yeah. then I was working on those in tandem with working on, you know, my my last few show pieces. So I've only got uh let's see, one, two, I've only got two in the works right now. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a show coming up with Lab Monkey next month. Actually this month. Shit, it's October already. Breaking news. Welcome to the Furby Break, where we tell you about an upcoming show put on by Toys on Tap, hosted by Toy Du Jour. To start, do you want to talk about why you okayed Toys on Tap doing a Furby show? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you came to us and you half mentioned the, the idea and that you were shopping it, you know, looking for a place to do it. And as soon as you said Furby, I was like, absolutely. Uh, not not just because of how um, how prevalent it is in in our <laughs> uh, not age group, but you know, just like in the in the zeitgeist of, of collecting communities, you know, Furby is a, a huge deal. But also, um, my landlord's son really likes Furby, and I can't wait to, for how pissed off he's going to be that he's going to have to buy so much of this art when his kid sees it. <laughs> what's crazy is um i start so i've never curated a show never done any of that so i started reaching out to what it became was like a lot of my favorite people and then um from that group i split it into different countries and then from that group it was like who has different skill sets and just everyone's excited they're sending me their progress pictures through dm this show's about to be insane yeah yeah um, I really like that you did that. Uh, I have a tendency to try to find artists that fit the format that I'm doing. And uh, I, I've, I've learned since, you know, uh, you're doing this and it, it's great you did this. And, and Dano did this when he did the Nugget show that, you know, it it pays off to, to reach out to folks outside the normal uh, format of what you're looking for, you know. Um, one of the cool things that we talked about early on was we would send out the mcdonald's those happy meals and then gave them the option hey this is what we're looking for but if you decide you want to do furby art instead like we could tie both of those in um and i'm happy to say over half decided to go with the mcdonald's like plastic scott hensey sculpt yeah. um but the other half in like involves there's a couple prints uh action figures i know i'm bringing in an action figure and it's it's becoming more than i thought it would which is pretty exciting for a show <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah we, it's as easy it is for me on the uh the one end when everything's yeah. uniform like we just did the nintendo show and it was boxes and cartridges uh getting to see all the different stuff flow through i mean that's it, it's it's a weird Christmas morning every time we get a package or somebody posts something. It's like, oh my gosh, what's coming through now? You know, it's the most nerve wracking part uh, of putting these shows together is actually putting the um, the pieces up 
and making sure everything's represented in the right way and like can be viewed the right way because it's it's a fairly small space that we put everything in um and what we have to work with we've had some overflow on previous shows where like we'll find space for other things but bringing in all these different types of items uh and having the store open while we're trying to figure it out and helping customers and people bringing stuff to to sell to us uh that's why we need the the amount of time that we need leading up to the show to, to put it together you know yeah what do you on the night of the opening what do you anticipate it looking like or feeling like in there uh so there's never any telling of what what the um the turnout specifically is going to be mm-hmm. uh the, the vibe if we want to talk to that i i already know it's going to be such a feel-good show you know because that's kind of like what the the furby vibe is you know uh and then people bringing that to it i i know that like some some of the artists are possibly going to lean dark with what they do because that's an inherent take on when you're presented with something as uh for lack of a better word like like a wholesome toy uh, to see it and go like, well, I want to go the other way with it. And that makes sense. But I know that the the feeling of Furby rings through so strong that like so many people are going to be like, well, I want I want to bring that through in what I'm presenting as well. So I know that the, the, the feel and the vibe of the show and like everybody there is going to be real, real positive. Uh, uh, and it's not to say despite any any darker leading toys. It's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I know that that that's that's just art, and that's what comes through, you know. I'm pumped. Uh, I'll be flying out, so I can't wait to be there on opening. Um, yeah, I was the my brain started going into like weird directions of, man, do I make Furby shaped cookies and hand those out to people? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I I can't wait to be there for opening. Yeah, we've had we've had some stuff in the past where. Uh, we we partner with some local businesses so like uh poly g's is a, a pizza place that has done a few of our shows with us um we reach out to them anytime we have a weird ask and we're like can you do a pizza like this to fit this show and they've done they've done some great stuff where they've almost like done 3d printing cheese like just to like have logos and stuff on a pizza um they the one that i, I still can't figure out they they did the voltron show for us mm-hmm. and uh, they made a Voltron pizza where, like, they used different color toppings on the one pizza. But the blue, it it always escapes me what they use for blue because blue is not a, like, a color that turns up often in food. Yeah. Uh, and I, it had to have been, like, one of those purple potatoes or something possibly that they uh, blanched or dyed a little bit to, to get the color right. Um, but, yeah, like the Furby cookies. You know, if we if we think of something in in the meantime, for sure, let's let's there's something in there. You know, do you want to tell the details of how it opens, how long you keep it, all those things? Uh, it's our it's our normal shop. Uh, the shop is open. Uh, like you can buy anything that's in there, uh, including the art. But like you know, we're open for normal sales. Uh, we close the shop at six p.m. on Fridays. And what we normally do and what we'll do for the Furby show is we'll stay closed for an hour so we can finalize anything that needs to be done. We reopen at seven. Um, People sometimes line up outside waiting to get into the art show. Um, And then when we open the doors at seven, you're allowed to come in, walk straight up to the art. You see something you want. You just turn around to me at the counter, me or Liz, and ask uh, to purchase the piece. 
<clears throat> so what we do, you would pay for the piece then, and this, the entire show stays up in, in, in its entirety for about two weeks. After that point, we'll text you um, if you're local, or we will ship to you the item that you bought. Um, now, pieces start coming down, and then we rearrange the show that's uh, remaining with unsold pieces, and that usually stays up there for a, about a full month. So opening night pieces sell, they'll stay there about two weeks, and then we'll start pulling them down and letting people pick them up. And then another couple weeks, the entire show still, or, you know, the remaining show is still there. Um, then also during the show, we have light drinks and snacks, usually some weird Oreo flavor that we go out of our way to find. Um, and then there's uh, beer for anybody 21 and up, and you are also allowed to BYOB. So, like, we'll have coolers and stuff set out that if you want to bring stuff and set it in there, go for it. If not, we have a really weird Coors Light machine in the back that's always stocked. Uh, it's a it's a refreshinator. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, this big Coors Light refrigerator that you smack a button on the bottom and a can rolls out the bottom. Uh, and then we'll have, like, whatever beer that we decide to pick up outside of that. Um yeah, and there's music playing. We'll we'll see about getting a DJ for this one. We we have DJs from time to time DJ the art shows, um, and then yeah, uh, hopefully some of the artists will make it out. I I saw some on there that are semi local and they do come to the shows, so that'd be nice. I can't wait to see it. I you know uh, it's um, there's like toy shops that do things for resin artists and toy artists and being in california i don't get to see those shops so this will be you're the first of those shops that i've seen which is cool um so i'm pumped to be there in person and to uh, just be i think in the vibe of like an art show as well as a toy shop like that's something that i've never even seen so I, I can't wait right on yeah i'm excited to excited to meet you in person yeah and, uh, start putting this show together Awesome. Um, any final thoughts on the Furby show before we get rolling? Um, I'd say if there's if there's a piece that you see that you're interested in, uh, like when the show goes up, uh, I'm you feel free to reach out. However, um, I can't sell to uh, individuals outside the gallery opening until after the show. So people coming into the show for the gallery opening get first dibs on the art that's there. Cause that's kind of the point of the show is to, yeah. to get people in our doors. Um, but you're more than welcome. Cause we'll, we'll do, um, that's something I didn't go over. Sorry. Uh, after that, we'll, we'll do an Instagram claim sale, uh, with any unsold pieces. Um, not always, but if somebody's adamant about a piece, um, reach out to me and see if you can snag it after the gallery opening but before the Instagram claim sale. Uh, if there's too many, I might tell people to hold off and just claim during the sale. But if there's somebody who's just like, I I can't live without this piece, let's let's see if we can make it work for you. Yeah, awesome. Dude, thank you again for letting this happen. Uh, it's a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super, super excited about this one, man. So I'm, I'm is it kind D of is for Dracula, that one? Yep, yep, yep. that's it. Yeah, and uh, he's been gracious gracious enough to to invite me back as his co-host again on Instagram. So we'll be uh, we'll be scrolling through those figures together. So I'm working on my Diaz for Dracula piece, and uh, and then I've got my 
my uh, art trade with Kajiki that I'm behind on. He he sent me the tone tone, but I, I've I've got the piece I'm working on him that's still on the workbench that I gotta I gotta get finished. Yeah, I uh, there when I work with Dove to like it runs out or um, there's been a couple of people that have ordered a run of themselves as a toy or whatever it's like it's the most daunting and you said it was boring earlier you're not wrong like painting the same thing over and over again does it feels that way but walking in and just seeing a table full of toys is uh less and less exciting when you realize how much work goes into it yeah yeah and i i appreciate all the artists that put together these huge runs like i said i I have, I have a lot of respect for those guys that could just throw run after run together. Yeah, you know, it's um, it, it's just not something that I have uh, maybe the patience for. Time is a factor too for me. Um, it's it's hit or miss when I get you know chunks of of time to work on work on my stuff. So uh, the one offs are are just more satisfying for me at the end of the yeah. day. You know, it's, it, and again, I, I do feel like I should, I, sh, I, sh, I want to get to the point eventually where I, I do more consistently make a figure that I could put on like, again, like a big cartel or something. Um, I just, you know, hopefully within the next seven or six or seven months, I'll have, I'll have a little bit more bandwidth to, to hopefully dedicate to my craft right now. I'm going to school. I work full time. I go to school. So I, I graduate like next March or April, I think. Okay. And then at, at that point, I'm I'm hoping to take whatever time I'm dumping into this worthless degree and, uh, <laughs> and, and crank out some more figures. Yeah, which is so dope. So on the horizon with D is for Dracula. Do you already have that piece like in your head fully done? I'm uh, it's done in my head. I okay. actually finished my molds this weekend. Uh so I'm I'm gonna when we get off here I'm probably gonna go throw um, my test the molds out to make sure that there's not any uh, any venting issues that I didn't foresee. Yeah. And then um, and then yeah. So I I'll know probably tomorrow or the next day if, if I need to rework my molds or if they're gonna work as is. Yeah. Do you have plans on bringing the idea back for the comic book of Tone Tone and Bear Claw? Those are dope probably. names. That's why I ask. Yeah, pro- probably not. Honestly, just because uh, I I don't think I could put together a comic book. You know, if someone else wants to make it, I'll work with them. You know, and we could share stories. But uh, probably not going to do the whole comic book thing uh, at this point. Again, it was something that I was going to uh, force my daughter to do, and, mm-hmm. and you know, she's she's an adult at this point, so she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, Dad. I'm not doing that." Yeah. <laughs> So no, I'm I'm quite happy making making toys at this point, and I I will eventually revisit you know the other characters of that line. Uh, so I'll I'll eventually probably make a bear claw yeah. action figure. Dope, dude! I can't wait. With everything that is going on, and like how you've been in all these shows, and co-hosting with Lab Monkey, um. And then doing the art trades and getting your figures done, you've kind of ingrained yourself in this toy community and people know about you. And I see you pop up in the chats uh, for Toys Alive sometimes and uh, you've been on their show. Um, 
what's what would be the next thing that you would be the most stoked to do in the toy scene? Like if you had to think of like, I want to be a part of this or I want to do this or I want to like, what does that look like for you? But I asked that question kind of because you, you have limited time and doing so much in life. And so what does it look like to what's that next thing that you want to throw all your time at? Man, I, I don't know if I'd adjust strategy from what I'm doing right now. Um, you know, having a little bit more time it, and some of it's time, but a lot of it's energy too. You know, I think when school's done, I'll have more energy, but, uh, but getting enough, you know, getting disciplined to make kind of a back stock of figures to, to go to an actual show like, yeah. uh, and be able to have a booth at assembly required probably. And I thought about, you know, even if I go there, it may be set up. I think I saw like, um, uh, like who is it? Death and strawberries. I think did a booth yeah. with oh, shoot. What's is his name? Loss? Yes. Kerfloss. Thank you. And they're, they're like, they're doing process stuff. Yeah. You know, I maybe I thought, you know, maybe I only need a couple of figures to throw on my, to throw on my booth. And then I'm just there doing process stuff, you know, sculpting or working on a mold or, or something. So, you know, that might be something I'd be interested in as well. Yeah, that stuff is um, the most sick to watch uh, Death and Strawberries and Kerfloss sculpt. Uh, the most amount of attention to detail, and they're they're both super talented uh, in what they do. Um, uh, I love talking to Death and Strawberries, and he is even in the Furby show coming up, and just his thing that he has sculpted is just incredible. And so, yeah, those process that I, I'm always – into when people want to do the process videos because so mm -hmm. many artists are bad at showing process yeah. and so when you see one that's really good at it mm -hmm. it's awesome yeah it's uh like that's what rainbow uh, rainbow yawn does very well is his process uh he's he used to make longer videos than he does now you know i think his are more quick uh you know reels or tiktok style videos but um and of course you know craftsman with the process videos, just production off the, off the charts. But uh, yeah, when I, when I started, like you could see, I tried to post progress pics and stuff like that. And it's, you get, you get like wrapped up in making sure you get the right shots and you're spending more time, like worried about that stuff than actually doing the art. So, um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of respect to the people who actually find the time and energy to, to, post the process along with the actual work when it's completed dude that's so good like i'm so stoked that that's where you would head um and just do more process stuff that's so sick uh and i love that you'd go to assembly require I, my goal is to eventually get out there i i'm in california so oh, okay yeah so it, it, the trek is it's it's far um I hey man, uh, Victor comes all the way from Iceland, so no excuse. I know that's crazy. <laughs> that is so. Does he go to? He does go to Assembly Required, right? Actually, you know what? I'm not sure if he does. I know he goes to Decon, which is even he, further. But. Oh, dude, we talked about it because that is such a crazy trek to like bring all your toys, all your stuff too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's just crazy to see his booth. Like it looks like he left nothing in Iceland when he gets there. Right. I actually uh, met him last summer in Iceland. We, oh, we, that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, we did a, we did a swap toy swap. So yeah. 
got to meet him in Iceland, uh, met a lot of cool people. And that's where, you know, going to assembly required would, is going to be awesome. Cause I'll get to meet so many of these artists that I talk to that I, I wouldn't get the chance to meet otherwise. So yeah, I was able that's... to meet, uh, uh, bastards of the multiverse, met him as well. One trick pony. I, I met him at a, at a toy show in Ohio so meeting meeting other artists and talking through you know inspirations and processes and stuff like that is is uh very energizing yeah that's the best part about decon which is it's so sick to be there dude yeah, thank you so much for coming on uh i like i love every artist that comes on uh the last part of the podcast is for every artist it's always the same if you've listened i need you to like plug your stuff where people can go to get it, how they can get one of those tone tone figures to customize all that stuff. Hey, that's a, that's a good, that's a good idea. I, I do have about five other tone tone figures that just need to be uh, assembled. I would love if someone wants to buy those that that's great with painting and paints it up. Let's see it. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram. That's really the only place I'm, I, I frequent is Instagram. So at tone tone twisted tiger all one word um i'll be doing like i mentioned diaz for dracula coming up on the 19th with with lab monkey uh our gracious host uh from there look out for more shows coming in 2024 that haven't been announced yet so i'll keep keep kind of quiet on that and then hopefully between now and then i'm able to get a couple of these art trades uh done and, and you'll see pictures of those coming up soon heck yeah Dude, thank you so much again for coming on. Yep, thanks for having me.